Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where I help you fix your Catholic marriage. I've coached and helped hundreds of men in their marriages, and now I want to help you. Call 313-RADICAL now. That's area code 313-RADICAL. And ask me anything on tough marital issues, such as what to do when she's asked for divorce. What to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation, but you didn't want it. What to do when your wife is cold and distant. What to do when your wife is having an affair. What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless. What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month. What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms. What to do when she has left the home with or without the children. What to do when you are divorced but didn't want it. Call 313-RADICAL. That's area code 313-723-4225. That's area code 313-723-4225. Again, call 313-RADICAL right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, a.k.a. how to man up. So... Sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical coming at you now. All right, y'all. I think the microphone has returned. Please let me know if you can hear me. And I am so sorry. I am so sorry, guys. It just went out for no reason. Um, so, but you know what? I'm not going to start over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to start over. <laughs> uh, what we will do is start at what a sexist marriage is, what it is and isn't. And again, I am so sorry, but this is the, the life of going live. Okay, so um, a sexist marriage. A sexist marriage has two tiers. The first tier is a low-sex marriage is defined as... Uh, making love an average of less than once per week, okay? So that means out of all the hours, minutes, and days in a week that you guys cannot even find time to make love once a week. Uh, then the second tier of sexist marriage is defined as making love on an average of less than once per month. So that means in all the days, all the months, all the hours and seconds of a month, out of 30 days, we can't find the time to spend one hour together to make love with our beloved. So what is the solution? Well, there are a few, but the first step is knowing that the possible causes of a sexist marriage and what they are and moving to eliminate those in your marriage. In my article, Sexist Marriage, The Agony, the Top 24 Reasons for Intimacy, Anguish in Our Marriage, in this article, I list the top 24 possible causes of a sexist marriage and divide them into three categories, which are emotional, physical, and spiritual. And if you want to read that article, um, and there's also a video there too. You can just Google that and it will come up, okay? So this is part three of a three-part series. In the first, uh, in the first uh, part, we, we, we did what we call um, 
the which is it's the it's the emotional. Yeah, the first is the emotional, and we did that in part one. Then the uh, the emotional causes. Then there were the physical causes of a sexual sexist marriage. We did that um, in part two, and so today we will do part three, which is the spiritual causes of a sexist marriage. And uh, after the break, we will get deeper into this and be right back. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, all right. We we are back. And so we are back and so we are going to get going with the top reasons that cause a sexless marriage. And with that being said, let me find it on my scripture scripture here. Ah, there it goes. So, as promised, the top cause of a sexist marriage, again, we will cover the third category that contributes to the causes of a sexual marriage, which is now the spiritual. The effects of a sexist marriage are devastating. Oh, yes, they are. But for a wife, it is even more so. People are always on the on articles on the Internet and videos and stuff. You hear that, well, how I survived a sexist marriage or I'm in a sexist marriage and it's great and all that kind of stuff. Man, all that stuff is just doesn't it's not true. People just are delusional. You know, um, there, again, like I talked about the last couple uh, shows is God created marriage for three reasons. The first reason is, is procreation, right? To send souls back to him to be in the beatific vision with him. Because why? He was happy within himself. He didn't need us. So but he created creatures because he wanted us to experience the love and beauty and complete joy of being with him in heaven. Okay. So in order to do that, what did he need to do? He needed to create souls. So those souls, were, but or also in order to do that, the souls must be formed and educated in the faith, in him, learning about God. So they want to be with God over their years. And the third reason God created marriage was what for? Was for the unity of the spouses, okay? Sex, <laughs> okay? Intimacy, okay? Emotional closeness, okay? It's not, it's, this is not rocket science, it's really not. Um, but in order for us to be the fullness and have a great, legendary, passionate marriage, which means when I say passionate marriage, yes, I mean intimacy, too. But I also mean our souls are bonded. We're together. We love being with each other. 
You know, we're best friends. You know, our intimacy outside the bedroom is on top of the world and we love each other. This is what I mean, excitement and passion about your wife. If you can't be excited about her, then how can you be excited about our Lord Jesus Christ? How can you? I mean, think about that. Again, as I said earlier, I probably was on mute or whatever, but this is all done. Everything in this universe is connected to God. Everything, our, our relationships with our children, our wife, in him, and we're all together, and there's nothing that doesn't involve these things. And so this is why it's important that we as men do our best to take care of it, okay? Um, let me make sure we connect this real quick, share. All right. And so with that being said, let's get on going into the uh, into the into the content. So pain, the pain, many wives are bored or resistant to the, mar the marital embrace because of a lack of longevity. So what that means is the, is the sex session is too short for them. OK, um, women have a lot of pain and inhibitions and trauma in their life, and they carry that. There a lot of lights. Like there was a lady that made a comment um, last week or earlier this week about divorced people are healed too, can be healed too. But yeah, that's the surface healing. That's not deep spiritual healing. That's not a deep, deep, uh, holy, sacred self revealing yourself healing. That's like, okay, well, I'm not mad at him no more, and I can, I can forgive him, but I really, you know, I really don't forgive him, but I, I'm doing the best I can, and I've moved on with my life. That is not healing, man. That just means I ain't mad no more, or I'm indifferent, or I, I have some peace about that. But as a woman, your soul is not healed. You have too much trauma because you're a woman. It's an emotional thing for you. A failed marriage is an emotional deep thing with you. And when that goes, if you're failing in that, that stays with you. And so the next man who marries you, sure, you might have, you and your other husband might have, you know, might have gotten along, might get along, and you act like you're quote unquote friends now and all that kind of stuff. But man, that pain that you had with him is still there. And if your current husband doesn't know how to deal with that um, and, and get that out of you, um, then you will it, that baggage will stay in your marriage. It will, and if it if you if you subdue it for a while, it'll be cool for a while. But then, as soon as soon as your second husband is not who you think he should be, then guess what happens? All that stuff comes back into your marriage that you had with your first marriage. Another thing too, women, you know, we all compare. If we if we're married the first, we we're married before. We all have this thing of kind of unconsciously preparing, I mean, compare, com, comparing our first spouse to our second spouse or whatever. Look, I was married to my first wife for 16 years, and then I got married again. Do you, I mean, you know how hard it was to say, well, my other wife did this and my other wife did that. Thank the Lord, I never made that mistake. <laughs> I never slipped and made that mistake. But we all, if you... Even if you're a widower like I was, you know, I'm a, I was a widower, a widower. And, 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 you know, that stuff comes in. You can't help it. You married to somebody for 16, 20 years or something or 10 years. I mean, of, of course that's going to come in, you know. Um, and so this is a thing that women can't get over. It's a trauma. And it's also their past sexual relationships as well. Severe, deep, and emotional pain and build-up anxiety is what women have. And anger, like you've heard me talk about before in this series, 
when a woman, if a woman is not fulfilled as a woman, and that sex, sexuality is part of that, is a lot of that, intimacy is a lot of that, then they will be anger. They will have anger. And they'll be, they will have a lot of anxiety. They will be, they will be on the edge all the time. You know, you, you, you know, uh, I have a, uh, I know a man now, his wife is on the edge all the time. Some women can handle it. Most women can't. That's why you hear me say, and not just me, a lot of priests, a lot of men that are in, a lot of men, they know that their wife, they say that women are miserable today. They are. Not, not many of them are not happy and contented themselves at all. Because why? They keep falling for this stupid stuff about, you know, you have to make yourself happy. You have to be inside you. You're the most important thing. You are. You deserve to be happy. You, you, women are the superpower. They're super women, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Man, no, you ain't. You can have your cake and eat it too. You can have a career and work 12 or 14 hours a day, and you can have a husband, and you can have kids, and they're going to just be so happy, and none of them are going to feel neglected. That's not true. If you come home, you work at 18, 12 hours a day, and you come home, and you can't even make love to your husband for an hour, are you really the woman you think you are? Your husband is unhappy. He's miserable. He, he's not happy in the marriage. Your kids are neglected. Your kids are in freaking uh, daycare centers for 12 hours a day. <laughs> Come on, man. Don't fall for that stuff, ladies. You've been sold a bill of goods, and every man knows it. Every man knows it, whether he's a liberal, a conservative, a Catholic, a Christian, black, white, Chinese, Russian, Tahitian. <laughs> we all know it except you because you've bought these goods, man. And I'm telling you, it's so sad. As a man who's a, a stone-cold Catholic, and I, and, I, and I try my best to understand what God wants, wants for us, and I look and I see women, and, and I just, I, it's just pitiful. It's pitiful. It's very sad. It's very sad. And most men are sad for you, too. They just don't say nothing. They think it's pitiful. That we can't, as, as a woman, you can't, don't even, you reject God and God's plan for you so much that you think you're a man now. I mean, come on. And men, we, you know, men, we, we are programmed to just let women do what they want. Ever since, uh, the six before the sixties and after, well, the women's suffrage. Ever since we, ever since the men back then didn't man up, and stop women from doing crazy stuff and not raising children right and all that stuff, we just kind of men over the over the last I don't know how many years ago that was 100, 150 years or whatever it is, we have just kind of just let women do whatever they want, you know. So is that love? Is it? Look at the family now. Women really ain't in the family. Women at work. <laughs> they at work. Their kids, and, and now women can't wait till their kids go to school. But people love, they, women love their kids in school. They do. They love it. They love it. 
They can go to work and be a, all the lawyers and all the presidents and queens and kings, and they get to work in all the factories and make all the money and buy all the cars, just be like a real man. Yeah, but all the time, that little kid that they thought was so sweet is in school getting taught by another eight-year-old about sex. <laughs> getting taught by a 15-year-old about drugs. Getting taught by another three or four-year-old how to disrespect their parents. Yeah, that's really raising our kid right, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is why homeschooling is a great thing. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so moving on, no one tells us about how to deal with this pain and built up anxiety and anger. And no one teaches us this. And so unhappiness, unfulfillment, a breed, and lack of emotional closeness, and the marriage begins to severely degrade. People always discount God, don't they? People really believe that there are no consequences, whether it be mental, physical, or spiritual, to our attachment to sin. In reality, sin makes us stupid. It really does. Just think, the more we engage in sin, the more numb we become to it. Think about it. If you are a drug, if you know a drug addict, or if you were a drug addict, right? When you first start, you you know that when you first start smoking that first joint, man, you know it's wrong. You know it's you know it's gonna affect you. You don't care, but you do it anyway. Then it ain't marijuana no more. It's cocaine. Then it's crack. Then it's heroin. You know to feel that empty gut, and then before you know it, you know you don't even you don't even care. You don't care about yourself. You don't care about nobody. You're an addict. And, and that's how it works. And that's, I use drugs because it's the simplest example, but it's the same with everything that has a lack of God in it. When we become numb, we become numb, like a prostitute. Same thing. She, she starts out knowing that, oh my God, this is completely wrong. I need the money. Or some dude pimp turns her out or whatever. And, you know, she's she's having sex with these with, uh, with other men and getting money for it. But eventually, after the first, what, five or 10 or 15 or 20 times or 100 times or five, 10 years, she becomes numb to that. She becomes numb to it, you know, and that's where the deep pain is for women. And it's, it doesn't have to be a prostitute or drug addict. It could be anything in marriage. It could be an abortion for her. It could be an um, it could be a um, a, a miscarriage. You know, it could be a parent dying. It could be a child dying. It could be um, sex with a, a, a multiple sexual partners before other than her husband. These, these are a lot of things that men, you must understand when you marry a woman, you marry all of that. And what if you as a man don't know how to deal with that and, and get that under control and make your wife feel loved and happy, this is why you hear me focus on changing yourself first. Because once you change yourself first as a man, then, first, then your wife starts, and then you once you get yourself together, then you start giving all your love to your wife, and then she starts to believe that someone in this life truly loves me. You see how it works, gentlemen? But what are men taught? We're taught to focus on ourselves. We're taught to focus on, well, if I'm not happy, then how can everybody else around me be happy? That's not being a real man, and every man knows that. What we are, our job as men is to what? Give our life away for another. That is the hallmark of a hero. 
of a knight in shining armor, of a warrior. We don't sit around emoting about our own feelings. That is not what Jesus Christ did, and that's what Jesus Christ would frown on if he was here today. Okay, he'd say, man up, dude, man up, right? Because as a man, you will never be fulfilled as a man unless you're willing to die for something, unless you're giving your life away for something. Then you become happy, then you become fulfilled, then you become like, oh my God, I understand, you know? You still might, you're gonna still be tired. You're gonna still be worn down. It's still, life's still gonna be hard, but man, you know you're doing it for a reason. Right? Okay. Sin, it makes us stupid. Okay? It makes us numb the more we do it. And so after a while, God just leaves us to ourselves and allows the pain in our lives to increase until we succumb to his will for us. People are under the misconception that God will just hang with you for the rest of your life. No, he won't. No, he won't. The God sends the Holy Spirit to talk to you your whole life. Okay, trying to tap you on the shoulder and get you to listen. Hey, man, don't do that. Hey, man, that's going to hurt your relationship with me. Hey, man, that's going to hurt your relationship with God. Hey, man, that's going to hurt your relationship with your wife. Don't do that. You know, but we forget. We don't, we don't listen. And so God eventually, when there's so much sin in our life, he just leaves us to ourselves. Which means what? Okay, let's be clear. That means what? He allows the demonic in our life to increase the pain in our life so that we start to listen and learn because let's be real fellas nobody learns unless there's pain in their life that's why you listen to me right now there's some pain in your life in your marriage and your family and you don't know how to fix it and you need you're trying to figure out how to fix it because god you were moving too far away your soul was moving too far away from god and he said enough of that because your britches got too big and so he said cool no problem he allowed the demons in your life. People don't all realize that demons, all, de all demonic temptation is controlled by Jesus Christ. Okay? Why? Because if Jesus did control the temptations for you and for on us, then all the all their fallen angels, they would just kill us all. They would have all the demons just kill us all. There wouldn't be any humans because we'd all be dead. So Christ has to monitor that. And so the only way reason Christ allows the demonic in your life is why is so that you will come to him so that you understand that you need God. Why? Because that is true mercy. That is his true mercy. He loves you more than you love yourself. He knows what heaven is like and you don't. And so he's trying to tempt you and to encourage you and sometimes make it painful for you to seek him. Okay, so, so, and when we reject him or ignore him, our souls begin to move far away from him. He shows us his true mercy and allows the demonic in our lives to inflict pain on us, whether it be a physical, mental, or spiritual in nature, which shows us that, which shows us that we actually do need him and our Lord Jesus Christ. So let's get to category three for the causes of a sexist marriage today. And we, again, we are in the spiritual, the spiritual causes of a sexist marriage. Number 18, okay, contraception stops, contraception stops trust, 
it stops it, it stops uh, the vulnerability it stops the giving of total self it stops the emotional physical and psychological bonding in your marriage and means your marriage is doomed to doomed to failure more important it stops children it's proven the more children the less chance of a divorce and marital problems okay contraception basically means the woman is a knife a fork a spoon a utensil and today women don't know they're having a clue they having a clue and, and, and I guess it's get on women today. I guess it's get on women day, right, fellas? I'm sorry. Sometimes it just it just happens like that. <laughs> but the reason me and the men in this podcast are trying to talk to you, ladies, is because we know we know these things. We do, and we really do care about you, your well-being. We really do. Men really do. Husbands really do care. They sometimes they just forget. And they get neglectful but men most men understand that if i wear rubber when i make when i'm having sex with my wife then there's nothing on the line if there's children are not on the line then the woman the woman is just a she's just a machine why because love is meant to be shared this is why contraception if you're not ready to have kids you're not ready to get married because the reason you are here is to to participate in the in, in, in the divine gift of creation. Okay. And so contraception kills all the souls that God sends you through contraception, which is what? Birth control, pills, IUDs, diaphragms, rubbers, uh, abortion, cutting out, cutting out your um, uh, vasectomies. Um, cutting out your uh, your ovaries, all that stuff is is evil, complete evil, and it makes us, all of us, it makes us very disheartened. It 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 helps us to become hopeless. Okay, next number nineteen, didn't get married in the church. This is a reason for sexist marriage. Okay, why? If you didn't get married, if you don't understand what grace is, you better find out quick. In the Catholic faith, marriage is a sacrament. This means your marriage receives special graces from God. In short, it enhances the effects of your marriage. People who get married on the beach, people who get married at a park, people who get married um, wherever people get married at these days, that get married in Vegas, not in front of God, not in front of inside the church, then that means you are excluding God from your marriage. You just told God, hmm, God, we don't need you. Me and my hubby, we can take care of it. So guess what? When you get married and the lust runs out and the lust will run out because why? Because we all have sex with our wives before we marry them these days. It's very special to find somebody that doesn't. Uh, we have sex with our wives and so that is lust. Sex outside of marriage is lust. Okay, basically that's what it is. So guess what? When you get married, there's no mystery anymore. And so guess what? You, you the lust runs out, and then and the eroticism runs out, and then you're left with just two people. And now what do you have? And eventually, a sexist marriage starts to happen because the sex gets bored. It gets boring. Without God, sex will become boring. That's why you see people doing all this crazy stuff, jumping around in the bed and toys and all that stuff. Man, that stuff, you don't need all that stuff. 
you bring God in your life, in your room, and you you and your wife grow intimacy outside the bedroom, which enhances your, you become best friends, and you as a man learn the six phases of your wife's fulfillment sexually and as a woman, and you will have no problem in the bedroom. None. And of course, if you keep your sexual health the way it's supposed to be. But when we marry without Christ, we, we don't get married inside the church. So when you get married, when I say inside the church, I mean inside the Catholic church, inside the building where God is, where the Eucharist is, which means what? The book you hear me quote all the time by Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen is called Three to Get Married. Guess who's the third? You, your, 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 your spouse, and who's the third? It's God. Why do you think it takes three to get married? Because you need the grace of God to keep your, your house in under control. All right? So getting, when you get married outside the church, that basically means you have no grace in your marriage starting out. You don't have that sacrament. All right? Next, a godless marriage. Boom. A sexist marriage, godless marriage, right? God created marriage. It takes three. Your odds of success are low without the almighty. Remember why God created the marriage. He created marriage for procreation, for the set, uh, the education and formation of the child, children, mind, and the faith, and for the unity of the spouses. So guess what? If you have a godless marriage, you're going to have a problem with that stuff. You're going to have a problem with that stuff. And most today, in that, and listen, in that order too, God created marriage in this order, in these, this is the priority. Children, the formation, education of those children, and then the unity of the spouses. But what do people do these days? They take and flip that. Unity of the spouses becomes most important. So basically, we're putting our desires and wants above that of what God wants for our marriage. And so it's all, of course, our marriage is gonna fail or have problems, or go down tubes, or be mediocre. Of course. <laughs> Man, I, look, in my first marriage, I was worse than many of you. I was worse than many of you do. I was a, I was a YouTube, uh, not a YouTube, we didn't have YouTube then. What was it? Oh, I was a video game freak, boy. Nintendo, Xbox, all day long. So couldn't wait to get off work, man. Couldn't wait to get off work. So I could go and play my Nintendo play my games. Then me and my boys, uh, me and Matt boys, Max and Marcus, we sit and play together too all the time. On the weekends, during the week. I don't even know how my, my I don't even know how my first wife, <laughs> I don't even know how my first wife <laughs> dealt with my butt, man. Uh, and she didn't like video games, and most women don't. Most women don't like video games. And that was my passion. That was my hobby. You know, and I did neglect her. I did a lot of other stupid stuff too, but we won't go into that, that today. <laughs> But I just want you guys to know that the stuff you hear me talking about, it was in my marriages too. I did exactly what you guys, what I'm telling you, talking to you guys about. I did the same stuff. I'm not special. You know, the only thing, it was the difference between me and you is what? I've learned, I've learned the skills and, and the uh, holiness it takes to be, to be with my wife and God, to be what my wife needs as a woman and to be with God created me to be as a man so i'm on the journey for that i haven't gotten there yet i'm not there yet but i'm on the journey and so when you hear me when you're in my program you get it all you know 
And I try my best to enhance everything about yourself as a man, your children, your wife, your relationship with God, yourself as a man. And when you enhance all that stuff together at the same time, you become this truly superman that people want to be around, that your wife wants to be around, that your children want to be around. They can't wait to see you, especially your wife. You walk through the door, man, she can't wait to see you. A, listen, a 50-year-old wife can't wait to see a can't wait to see her husband. Who 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 what man has that kind of power? Dude, I'm telling you, you have the power to be great. And when I mean great, great in the eyes of God, like St. Joseph, man. Great in the eyes of your wife and great in the eyes of your children. You just got to put in the work. You just got to put in the work and the work is hard. But once you do it and you get it, man, God opens up your eyes to the world. And then you see, oh, my God, this is what's up. That's why Jerry's here today. What, this is my mission in life, right? Remember, I've told y'all many times I've tried to quit this. I tried to quit Catholic Alpha for I've been in this for eight years. And over those eight years, I know at least 10 times, I'm like, man, I ain't, I'm broke, man. I got to go out and make some money, man. I got to eat. <laughs> My kids got to eat, man. <laughs> you know? And every time I try to quit or try to phase my way out, God does what? Okay, Jerry, you ain't listening to me. You're not doing anything else. <laughs> you're doing what I'm telling you you're going to do. And if you don't do it, then that means you're going against my will. And then that means I'm just going to send the demons to mess with you. And that's exactly what's happened. Every time I try to kid, quit Catholic Alpha, man, the pain becomes astronomical. And then, I mean, my soul and my mind and, and my interior self, it becomes very hard. But when I'm sitting here talking to you, when I'm helping men in my in my program, when I'm you know out in the society and stuff like that, and I and I see my wife happy and my children happy, then it's all it becomes worth it, you know. Okay. So next, prayer. Woo! The cause of a sexist marriage is no prayer. Prayer will save your marriage if you persevere and endure. Without prayer, you have no protection from the effects of the fall, sin, the bad, the evil one. Okay, prayer is, a, you as a husband must get into a, a habit of prayer every day. And if you're in marriage crisis, you need a certain kind of prayers that you need to help bring this together. Okay, prayer is the foundation of life. Prayer is the foundation of your worship and your love and your, you're showing your love for God. If you don't pray, you don't love God. St. Thomas Aquinas says, if you do not pray, you will not be saved. All right? Straight up, straight out. So don't get it twisted. This what this world is about. You've got to understand, if you believe in God and Jesus Christ, you've got to understand that that's not enough. you got to get your butt on your knees. And every day, we are obliged as Catholics and Christians to pray at a minimum, a minimum of 15, 15 minutes of mental prayer a day. Meditation prayer was what I should have said. Of meditative prayer a day, 15 minutes. Okay, so what is that? Man, I got, um, so just real quick. So there are nine levels of prayer, okay? This is why you, people who are in the Catholic faith, they get shortchanged so much. Most people don't even know there are nine levels of prayer. Um, because each level of prayer gets you closer to God, okay? 
um, I think the last number nine is transforming union or something like that. But the first level of prayer is vocal prayer, which is what most Protestants do. Oh, Jesus, 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 I love you, I love you, I love you. Oh, Jesus, save me. Jesus, give me this. Jesus, give me that. Vocal prayer, right? It's, it's, it's not bad. It's, it's okay. But it's the least effect. See, that's what the Catholic faith is about. That's what I teach guys in my program. It's about the effectiveness of your prayer. So, yes, vocal prayer is cool. Boom. If that's all you got. But then the second level of prayer and the gateway to the other seven levels of prayer, which is basically unity with God, is meditative prayer. The rosary, the divine mercy chaplet, the litanies, you know, uh, novenas, okay? You've got to understand that these mental prayer, why? Because the mental prayer removes you on a journey closer to God. So what? You meditate on scripture. You meditate on the saints. You meditate on hell and heaven and purgatory. You meditate on the life of Christ. You meditate on the Blessed Mother, St. Joseph, the Holy Family. And these things grow you closer and move you closer to God. That's why the rosary will change your life if you pray it every day and meditatively pray it properly. It will change you as a man. It will change your family. It will change your character. You will stop doing all sin and if you do sin, you'll get your butt to confession and start over again and get the grace from confession and you'll start all over again. This is how important prayer is in our lives. And so when we as husbands don't enter the spiritual warfare to protect our wife, to protect our children, to protect everyone in our lives, in our, in our home, then we are not being a real man. We are not doing our duty, our responsibility. We think our responsibility is to go to work every day and bring home the money and all of that. And of course, that is, that's part of protection, providing and stuff, of course. But that is minimal, gentlemen. That is minimal compared to your prayer regimen, okay? Next, sin. Bad, so sin, so, oh, so the reason prayer can cause a sexist marriage is because there's no grace in your marriage. If as a man you're not praying, then you're not meant. Because when you first get married, remember, it's a sacrament. So you get a flood of grace from God. But guess who is responsible to maintain that grace? It comes from the wife and the husband. Mainly the husband. He has His prayers for the family are more powerful than the wives. Why? Because women have to deal with the children. They, they can't be praying an hour, two, three hours a day. Why? Because they got kids to form. Okay? And so prayer, that's why prayer is important. We need, we need the grace in our marriages. So if you're not making love, guess what that means? That means you're lacking in grace. If a husband and wife are not making love, that means they are lacking in grace. Grace is not there. All right? So sin, same thing. Bad, evil, or immoral behavior crushes your marriage like a tin cup. Marriage is hard enough when you do things right. It's like swimming in the ocean against a huge wave. Problems come fast and hard, too fast for you to fix them all. In my first marriage, and and, and my when I when I got married, um, my second time after my wife that my first wife died, I got married a second time. The first stuff, the stuff in the first marriage started happening in my second marriage. 
and I started, and then, man, here's what happens, man. It happened to me. It's like you start having all these problems. Like, okay, I, my car gets repossessed. I, I, I lose my house. I lose my job. Um, I'm sick. Um, just all, my, something wrong with my kid. My kid getting kicked out of school. Uh, my wife lost her job. Uh, my wife don't love me. We arguing and fighting every day. Uh, we have financial problems. Dude, we're not going to church, and our priest is calling us, asking where we at, and you know, our mother and father is sick. My mother and father is calling us and saying, where, why aren't you visiting me? You know, all these problems and what happens is in your marriage and in your life is too many. It's too many. It's too many to, to, to hold on to, to deal with. So that's why you hire a marriage coach. Somebody that's like a far from it, away from it, that can help you organize things. And I'm telling you, I didn't have a marriage coach. I didn't have nobody. I had to figure this out on my own. But you know how I figured it out? I figured it out through research of the faith. I dived deep in as I knew there had to be an answer to all this stuff. The problem is the answer to all this stuff is spread out all over the research world, in the Bible, in the library, on the Internet. So how do you put all that together and form it into one logical system so that you can follow it and get things the way it is? That's what you need a marriage coach for. Okay. Next. Um, so seeing, like I talked about sin already, it makes us, it makes us numb. Okay. Next two more pornography, pure selfishness causes us to turn in upon ourselves. Only a matter of time before our marriage is over can cause erectile dysfunction. And can you say a sexist marriage? Okay. Pornography is infidelity straight up, straight out. Our wives know it. We know it too. Everybody knows it. And pornography basically means you're, 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 you're giving your heart, mind, and your inner self and your soul to a screen um, of sexual desire, which means what? It's pure selfishness. And what it does, then um, pornography can cause erectile dysfunction, which means you cannot perform or, or get an erection when you make, try to make love to your wife. So you you can get a sexist marriage. She don't want to make love to you anymore because she knows something's wrong. Women ain't stupid. They're very intuitive in in relationships. That's one thing you can say. You want about women. Women are very intuitive in relationships. They ain't stupid. The only reason our wives hang around with us for so long, when we start to mess up, is because they love us and they're bonded to us, and it's hard for them to leave. But even the most loyal woman has a limit. That's why I get guys, been, they've been married 40, 45 years, 30 years, 20, 30 years, and they come to me and their wife wants out of their marriage. Because even the most loyal, that's how you know you got a good woman. That's how you know you got a good woman. She stayed with you through all that stuff, all the neglect, all the bad sex, <laughs> all the financial problems, all the arguing, all the fighting, and she's still there. But even those women have a limit, man. They have a limit. This is why we focus on getting you right so that your wife wants to be near you again. Okay? Next, for going, last one, for going confession. This is, uh, this is where our marriage counseling should be. Confession relieves an unbelievable amount of weight from our soul. We must understand what God loves about the marital embrace. Confession is where we learn this. Confession, confession, confession. People don't understand that you get you get grace from going to confession. Grace for what? Grace to stop you from mortally sinning. 
This is what Protestants don't get. See, grace, you need grace. That's why confession is a sacrament. God made it a sacrament for a reason. Christ made it a sacrament for a reason. Because it helps us when we go to confession, it relieves the soul. It relieves, it relieves the soul, the pain on the soul, the trauma on the soul, the disconnection from Christ on our soul. And so confession, you get grace from that. When you go and you give pen, you you get do that penance after confession, and you and you let up that you let because priests remember, priests they represent Christ in the confessional. They're not the they're not they're not a man in that confessional. They represent Christ. And I'm telling you, no priest remembers you anyway. He just remembers what was heard, what he did. Okay. So the thing about it is, is you need grace, and that's what confession it can cause a sexless marriage because the lust will not, the eroticism and all of that stuff, the pornography, the masturbation, the contraception, all that stuff is very morally damaging to our soul. Mortal means what? It means death. All right? So bring it all together. Many will analyze what I've stated above and dismiss it outright. We will. You'll dismiss it outright. One, because they've never considered how much their selfish the selfish past has infected their own once rapturous marriage. But even less noticeable, once they realize most of what is said above either applies to them or partially applies, we will get angry or hurt feelings and retreat back into the twilight zone of denial. Why? Because the truth hurts, doesn't it? In fact, anger is usually the first response to truth, as my beloved always says. In reality, it's hard to face up to our own sins and misdeeds. These conclusions are, of course, a mistake and moreover naive. In order to fix our selfish lives and to claim peace, we must seek courage, embrace truth. Hey, no husband starts out wanting to endure the effects of intimacy problems or more drastic, a sexist marriage. But it happens, doesn't it? Why? Because men, we get complacent. We get lazy. The big head, in essence, pride. We think we know everything, but in fact, we don't know crap. And worse yet, we refuse to look in the mirror and admit it. Now, that's not very smart, is it? Finally, a sexist marriage will kill your marriage guaranteed. Sex is a gift from the father for the married couple. It's the only way that they can become seamless inseparable, unbreakable, and one flesh. Bam. Let's talk about your Catholic marriage problems. Weekdays, 10 a.m. Eastern. Live streamed on the Catholic Alpha Radical Facebook page and CatholicAlpha.com. All right, all right. And so we end today, as we always do, with the quote from Pope Benedict Sixteenth. And I hope, thank you guys for hanging with me with all my technical issues and stuff and my microphone going out and like, ah, oh, man. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And thank you. Oh, and also thank you for going on for my long, uh, to hanging on with me with my long windedness. I know I can do that sometimes, but I'm passionate about this, what I do. And I'm passionate about you and helping you. And sometimes I do go on a little long. Um, but that's the nature of it. That's just how I am. Um, and I hope that I've helped you today and over these last three episodes, help you to understand a little bit more about intimacy in your marriage and in your life. All right.
So as we always do, we end with the quote stating, society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Now get out there, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is up on you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313-RADICAL. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang.